Hi friends, Evelina here. Welcome to the Homecomings Podcast, an audible initiative sharing vulnerable conversations with purpose-driven creatives on their life journeys, all with the intention to inspire people listening to discover the meaning of home in their own lives and come deeper back to their truest versions of self. We use home as a metaphor to represent all that beckons comfort, familiarity, and belonging for your unique life journey. Whether that's through the work that you do, the people you surround yourself with, or the things that bring you the most joy in life. Because to live a life with more home means to live a more mindful and beautiful life. And isn't that the greatest intention for us all? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Homecomings Podcast. I'm your host, Evelina, brand strategist, designer, and very ambitious creative mentor working with big purpose-driven humans, helping to connect them with their whys and sharing their life's work in the world. Today on the show, I have my dear friend, Ashley Abramson. Ashley is a solution-focused self-love mentor, trauma coach, and social worker gone rogue, is what she calls herself. And her online container, Big Miracle Energy, is where she shares her incredible wisdom and guidance to help bring you back to you and unlock all of the answers for yourself. And this very piece, the unlocking all the answers for yourself, is exactly, if I was to like, I don't know, choose a theme for this episode, it would be that. It's like, how do we come back to ourselves and trust ourselves to make all the answers in our lives? And how do we live life from a place of deep empowerment and like unwavering, beautiful perspective? Because Ashley is someone who quite literally shares the most expansive perspective of any person I've ever met in my life and has actually been such an influence and inspiration for me in helping me garner more awareness around how I view different things in my life. Example. <laughs> so you could look at any situation and you could see a good side and a bad side. You are late to work and you're pissed and you're thinking like, damn it, I'm so mad at myself. You might've missed your meeting. You know, and then you're carrying this energy of this negativity that ends up bleeding into your day. You end up attracting more stuff. You know, the expression when it rains and pours, I believe there's definitely a reason for that. Now, imagine if you're late for work, maybe you're a little frazzled. Of course, you're rushing. You have a million things on your plate. You arrive late, you miss your meeting, whatever. But then you just like sit in your office, you take a breath and you're like, you know what? It is what it is. Maybe there's a good reason I miss this. Maybe I dodged, I don't know, a car accident or who freaking knows. It's this um, <laughs> glass half full perspective that I personally, I try to live my life with every day, but especially more so since having connected with Ashley and like really tuning into how she leverages this like more positive perspective and outlook on life because damn, like it's so true if you really think about it. I'm someone who believes everything in life happens for a reason, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever we want to call it. And the more that I've been able to tune in to that positivity and that optimistic outlook, the better I feel, the more I'm able to brush it off, the less anxious I am. Like it's definitely a muscle you have to work, but the more that you can pay attention to it and flex it and grow it, <laughs> Like, I don't know, honestly, like I feel like my life has shifted a lot since embracing that. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this one with the world. I feel like this one is full of so much just empowering wisdom for people who are navigating the suck and just need a really beautiful, optimistic perspective to maybe help pull them, pull them out of it. If you want to work with Ashley, she is an incredible incredible guide truly and her philosophy on her approach to coaching is the simplest but because of that the most beautiful I've ever heard or seen in my life and I've worked with a lot of mentors especially in the last couple of years since starting my business life coaches business strategists group containers you name it I've probably done it so 
to hear Ashley's really inspiring perspective on how she approaches coaching was something that so absolutely lined up for me and hopefully for anyone listening lines up for them too, because in a world now where there is so much, like so much influence and so much noise and everyone's a life coach and everyone's doing all these things, sometimes like the easiest, simplest things are the best things that we could come back to. So without further ado, and all this being said, thank you for tuning in. If this one resonates with you, please share it with a friend. Please share it with the world. And if you feel called, it would mean the world if you left a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Those written reviews are like gold for podcasters to help increase visibility and expand reach. So thank you in advance. And I hope you enjoy this one. I want to kick off with a little bit of an icebreaker question um, that just kind of came to me in my last um, recording, actually, that I had this week, uh, which is just a simple question of what's lighting you up right now in your life? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. I love that question. You should always use that question. But I would say just every day, the connection and the remembrance and the, the more weight that gets released every day I wake up and the opportunity to just see what what's really available when you just release that weight. Um, yeah. And, and just like sharing it with others. I mean, that always lights mm-hmm. me up is sharing it with others. But for me to feel it is important in order to be able to share it with others. So that is really the first step is those continued mm-hmm moments of what some people would call synchronicities or moments of being just being and looking back on it and like wow I was able to just be Mm, I love that that presence that that being yes that is a word for me (laughs) that I've deeply been exploring amidst others like for this year at the beginning of the year um, I'm starting this practice and I like it and I'm going to see well, it's been interesting to follow the journey along this year, but I'm curious to see how it continues to unfold in upcoming years where I choose a word of the year. Yeah, um, and my word of the year this year was trust. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was your word of the year this year? So I did a twofold. So I did a main word and then kind of a sub word this year. So love and home. Home. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, oh my gosh, I just went full circle in that moment. The full circle of like, I literally chose the sub word of home and then our connection in your deep connection to home. And that's super beautiful. Yes. What was the reason behind love and home? So I think love is home. Um, I think our innate state is unconditional love. We are not these bodies, but essentially awareness, a deep level of love, loving awareness. And so to me, that for myself is truly what home is, is nothing outside of myself. It's within myself, finding my way back to my innate state, which is love. Love is not a choice. Love is a way of being. Um, and I just think we've put so much dirt on the mirror, if you could say so much smoke in the way for us to really remember the easiest choice for us, which is usually love. But somehow we've decided that fear is the easiest and we've become very comfortable in fear. One of my favorite things, and it kind of goes with your first question when you said, what lights you up? So in my journey, as well as working with, with others and, you know, many gurus that I've read their stuff, this, this is a common statement is that we are not afraid of the darkness. We are afraid of our light. Mm. And so often we think that that's mm. not the case, but when you really unpack your actions and your decisions and you really go deep with them, right? You realize that it is out of a state of fear, a fear of what you are capable of, a fear of the beauty, a fear of that deep unconditional Mm -hmm. love. Um, So it's not about going to this place of darkness that we fear. We love to go there. That's why people go there all the time right now in their healing journeys where they intentionally go to the dark because we love the dark. We love feeling the fear and, Mm -hmm. you know, pain and separation, what we don't 
feel comfortable feeling is immense love. That's why when people get compliments or, you know, get into a very loving relationship, they tend to run the other way or they tend to say dismissive comments because we're not able to to hold that joy within or we're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. I love that so much. And it's so interesting as you're talking about this whole concept of fear, because um, a lot of the questions that I, in, in this podcast season so far that I love to ask and explore have been interestingly centered around this idea of fear. Cause I've, I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of my clients to date, which is a lot, a lot of which are well, actually all of which are running their own businesses. And there's always such a level of uncertainty, of course, when you're stepping into a new venture, you're doing something different. And I personally have experienced it because when I got let go of my job, I didn't know what my next move was. I had one client to my name, like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And there was this deep level of fear that I was experiencing. It's like fear of the unknown, but I almost saw it as a clue for me to pull me deeper into like going through it in a way. So I've been questioning this idea of like, how do we work with the fear? Because I think it could be so debilitating and keeping us small and to what you shared. It's like, you know, that is what people kind of latch onto, which in a way I could almost see as being counterintuitive because like we see fear as such a bad thing, but yet we get so much comfort from it. So like, mm-hmm. why is it that counterintuitive thing? Like, is it because we've been living in fear for so long? So it's familiar to us and comfortable. And when we think about our power and potential, it's unknown. So it feels scary. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of like uh, deep rabbit holes that you know, Evelina, that we could go down because I've been down those with you. But I think to make it the most understandable to most people is our goal, well, my goal, and I think a lot of people's goals these days is to step into a human being, right? So we have Mm. become such human doings and fear truly does not exist when you are just being because what is fear fear is coming up with thoughts in your head that are based on the past or based on predictions of the future that are created from experiences in the past right and being means you are fully present in the moment you are not allowing the past or the future to come in therefore fear cannot exist period fear and love can't coexist so it's not about learning how to become one with the fear it's learning how to completely untie yourself from the fear so that you can fully be in the present moment every single second, every single day, and be in that state of love because love and fear, they can't exist. They cannot coexist. Yeah, no, that is so, so powerful. And on this whole subject of fear, I want to dive deeper into into your story and unpack a little bit about how you got to this place and doing the work that you do. Um, if you could maybe give a two to three sentence summary, we could call it like the Ashley elevator pitch. <laughs> if possible, of what you do if someone were to ask, like, what do you do? You meet someone at a coffee shop or, you know, at a little party. (laughs) How do you answer that question? (laughs) So like, what do I do personally with clients or how I got here? Um, Let's go with the first part first. What do you do with clients? So essentially I walk with them on the journey back to their own answers within. Yeah. I mean, I could go Mm. on forever and explain why (laughs) that's, it's that simple, but it's the truth. Like, people will come to me and they're like, what modalities do you use? Like, what program are you going to give me? And my response is, I don't have your answers. Nobody has your answers. That's why people continuously buy personal development books over and over again, because nobody else has your answers, Mm -hmm. only you do. And you're just distracting yourself from the truth. So really, I just hold amazing space, ask amazing questions, and I'm a clear vessel for your highest self to reflect back to you what it's always been trying to tell you. That is so good. And that is a big reason why I was, I think, I mean, we, when we first connected, I was intrigued by you for a number of reasons. <laughs> and maybe we could go down this rabbit hole in a <laughs> yeah. bit around this whole idea of what if you were trigger and intimidation, because that's a conversation. <laughs> yes and dreams and all that 
But when we grabbed, um, when we grabbed brunch, so just for context for people listening, Ashley and I connected at this beautiful, um, the St. Pete girls boss. So we call it a networking event just for reference. Um, but then you so beautifully just, you know, we exchanged numbers you're like, let's grab brunch or, you know, a coffee. And so we met for brunch the next, I think the following week. And you were sharing a lot about the coaching that you do and the specific approach that you take. And I'm like, wow, this is so, and the way you even answer that question, it was so simple. It's like, there's no bullshit. <laughs> like you're literally just helping people figure out the answers for themselves. And, you know, you mentioned you do it through asking thoughtful questions and all that other stuff, but I'm curious how you got to that place when it came to your coaching. Um, did you start your coaching journey with that idea in mind? Or was this something that you had to learn from maybe going down the avenues of let me try figuring out all this stuff ultimately to just be brought back to the place of like, I actually know everything I need to do. It's inside me. I just might need someone to like pull it out of me or prompt me to figure it out on my own. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately the shortened version of my life is that I have been through what many people would call adverse childhood effects. Some major things. My father committed suicide. I almost passed away. I was diagnosed with bipolar, told I would never obtain a college degree or ever work again. I um, had actually multiple suicide attempts myself. Only one was almost successful, meaning they read me my last rites and somehow made it through it. They, mm -hmm. they said it was a miracle. Um, I've been through divorce. I mean, I've been through so many what they would say is significant traumatic events in my life. And so I've had this like ongoing journey of myself of understanding who the F I am and why I keep running into the same patterns. But for so long, I looked for my answers outside of myself. I relied on like human design and astrology and gene key readings for a long time. Um, I read every single book I could about bipolar to to try to find the answer of who I was, but stuff kept falling apart. Life kept falling apart over and over and over again. And then I was graced with the most wonderful woman ever who reminded me of like my main superpower. And my main superpower was curiosity, mm -hmm. was to ask questions, to never to never stop at what someone tells me something is. But as a child, I was told like, don't do that. Like you need to be quiet. Don't ask questions. It just is what it is. So that's why I thought someone else had my answers because I was told that. And so curiosity really started for myself. And then when I built my business, um, all the business gurus told me I needed to have structure. I needed to have some sort of outline of like, this is what you do with your clients. This is what you do with your clients. This is what you do with your clients. And time and time again, I would walk into a, a time with a client and it just didn't make sense. It was like, I'm telling them what I think is necessary. When you have structure for a client, what you are doing is you are pigeonholing yourself into that's what they need. And when you do that, you miss the mm -hmm. truth. You miss what's really going on. So I just, as usual, put the middle finger up and said, I'm going to do it different. Just like I just recently did with social media and left. I'm going to do it different because what I have found on my journey is probably 85 or 90% of the time, what is for the masses, what, you know, the 70% says makes them happy or heals them is really for no one, right? It's just people are really good at convincing mm. themselves that that gave them happiness. So I ride my life in the 30% mm. and that's how I coach my clients. I coach my clients to have their own voice, to know their own purpose, not because some external quiz told them that's what it was, but because they truly know within, because they know themselves so stinking well. And that's the way back home to love, to be honest with you. You have to truly go to the depths of uncovering the noise that's in the way. And, and, and if you don't do that, I promise the patterns will continue to show back up in your life over and over again. That is so good. Um, and so empowering to hear you talk about that because 
uh, I don't know if you literally use this expression, but like, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, you, you definitely broke a lot of rules. We could say rules because there's a norm, right? Like when someone tells you to have more structure, maybe that's taken as like, well, everyone's having structure and this is the way you should do it. But you went against the mold and you found something that worked for you because, and it's funny when I think about this idea of norms, like all of us on this planet are so intrinsically unique and different. <laughs> so when we talk about like, everyone needs to do this one thing, it's like, how but why (laughs) um the question i want to ask around that though is did it feel scary and i guess back to this idea of fear when you were pushing against that coach that told you to have more structure to your business or was it this moment for you where it's like no god damn it like i just need to like this isn't working and i'm gonna do it this way like was there a certainty there or was there fear around it and like um hesitation of like oh is this gonna work or not like what what ultimately led you to breaking the rules in those regards surrender. So essentially, um, I mean, I was starting to break the rules here and there, but I was still following some of the, like, let's say business structure I was taught. And then about three years ago, my business was doing amazing. I was doing absolutely wonderful. And then it felt, well, it was like two years ago, actually two and a half years ago. And it fell apart in a matter of minutes. It felt like, um, and I was close to $100,000 in debt, didn't know how I was going to eat that day, I racked up all of my credit cards, the highest they could go. And I was just at a complete mm. place of surrender. I was like, my back's against the wall. You can't, you know, get blood from a turnip. And that was really the moment of realizing what this is really about right? At the point before that, I was really chasing money again and building the structure of my business is only successful if I'm making six figures, if I'm making seven figures. And to me, that never aligned, but that's where I pushed myself. I'm always have been about purpose, but there's been moments I've been pulled off the track of purpose. And to me, success is, is helping other people realize the power that lies within them, the love that lies within them. That's why I break another rule. You know, marketing 101 is if you're for everyone, you're for no one. And, and I tell some people that. But the reality is I'm for everyone. Anyone who wants to transform, I can walk you on that journey. Why? Because I am not telling you what the answers are. I'm helping you find your own answers. So it doesn't matter if you are healing from a breakup or a loss of a child or a loss of a business or completely unhappy in life, but a multimillionaire, I can literally work with anyone if they are ready to transform. And that is another mold I have broken, right? And I've literally changed my bio over the days of moving more and more towards being for everyone. I used to say I was strictly for women. It now says individuals because I am not just for women. I'm for men and women, but marketing would say you need to niche down. But I'm here to say like Joe Rogan didn't get big by following the rules. I can tell you that. Yeah, this is so, so good, Ashley. And I think what you're speaking to and something that I have been exploring, especially this year for me, is the waves of entrepreneurship and business, because especially this year, and it's funny how when I think about when we met and how we came, the timing of when we came into each other's lives, like you, you now speaking this to me, I'm, it's like, it's personally touching me a lot because I'm like, (gasps) this is where I'm at right now. Like I'm at this point of my journey (laughs) and it's been so interesting to look at, you know, the last, cause this is my third, I'm coming on to my third year of business. And I've been asking, I've been exploring all these questions for myself of what does that look like? And it's inspiring to hear you say this moment of surrender that came for you, that that was ultimately the thing that led you to that. Um, because I'm reflecting for myself, the moments, especially this year where I felt like I need to be in so much control because with control, there's like comfort or knowing and certainty. Um, and I wonder, I guess I want to ask, was, was it the sense of control for you too, that was kind of holding on to that? Or was it something else? Like, could it have been just like people pleasing or appealing to, you know, or trying to fit in? Cause for me personally, it's been like, let me have control over this and figure this out so I could be certain and know exactly what's happening. And I feel like I'm slowly leaning into that, like, ah, just let it be and it will all work itself out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think like it goes back to what we just talked about a little bit ago is fear. Anytime you find yourself in the need of control, you're actually in a place of fear. So you're not in a place of love and, and we'll trick ourselves. Sometimes mm -hmm. we'll be like, well, this is a loving move that I need to have this much money in my savings account so that I know I will be held, right? That's control. And the control is only occurring mm -hmm. because of your fear of if something happens and you don't have money, right? So a lot, I mean, fear isn't just direct, like, oh, I know I'm fearing this and that's why I'm doing this. You literally have to keep asking yourself why, like go the seven layers deep of why to really understand, is this coming from a place of love or is this coming from a place of fear? And unless you've done a ton of work, I would say the vast majority of your decisions come out of fear, period. And fear, again, is based mm. on past experiences, whether they're yours personally or ones you've been told. And they have to do with using those past experiences to predict the possibility of the future. So if I literally, if we wiped out your brain today, Evelina, of any past memories you have, you would be the most joyous, loving, free spirit there is, as long as you didn't take in any more wow. information. That is just being. That is being. Wow. That is, I've never thought to think about it that way. <laughs> like imagine if one day you wake up and everything you've lived through, <laughs> or we could say we could look, well, actually to your point, like you're saying essentially everything, but like you're waking up with a blank slate, like how would you live your life? And that's such an interesting concept because, um, you know, in this lifetime, and then, I mean, we could go down rabbit holes too and talk about how that's passed on generationally and all that. When you think about the accumulation of all that, what would life be if it was just in the very, very now? Ooh, that is, that is really good. <laughs> you would be pure love. I mean, that's all that exists in the now is complete surrender and, and just beautiful, unconditional love. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And that's ultimately, I think, to your point of what you said at the beginning, what we're all after um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the, the coaching journey for you, because I love unpacking the origin stories, especially with business owners, especially with me personally being on this path and having my own story of how I started my business. But I'm fascinated to know how specifically you got connected with, with coaching in particular, like how, maybe if you could walk us through, like, the first client that you had or the moment before you kind of knew like, okay, this is what I'm actually going to be doing. Like, this is my work. Mm. Well, it like started way before it actually happened in the matter of, I did what the vast majority of Americans have done at one point in their life and joined, joined an MLM. I joined Beachbody and it was when social media was just starting to come out and I was realizing my want to help others better themselves, right? And this is why I was still married. But all of my life, I've wanted to help others better themselves. That's why I went into the, the field of social work, right? I didn't get paid crap. That was about purpose. That was not about pay. I never could make a decent amount of money there. But so I had started that journey there and it never really aligned with me, I guess you could say the, the values and belief systems behind Beachbody per se, but I just had this, this want of helping others. And then I went through this horrific divorce and that's when I had been the happiest, healthiest, mentally, emotionally, physically, I ever thought I could be. I was, you know, working out, I was doing the mindset stuff. And then boom, I was getting a divorce and everything fell apart. And I realized that mindset work was just the icing on the cake and that I had never actually addressed the cake within. So eventually it will cave in and it did. And I went down a really, really dark path and did things that I never thought I was capable of doing. Um, I had attempted suicide earlier in my life and was unsuccessful. So I really had this mentality of like, you, you're not even good at killing yourself. So let's just do behaviors that are pretty much reiterating our lack of worth. And eventually we will die from if we keep doing it because the promiscuity, the people I was randomly going home with, the, just the activities I was partaking in were life risking. And then I got in trouble at work and that woman 
uh, I was forced to meet with just held that light for me when I didn't have it for myself. And I really started to come out the other side. And some women I had met through the MLM started a new business called Women on a Virtual Mission. And it was really about helping women begin coaching businesses that were set apart from Beachbody, but really just help because what we realized was people buy these Beachbody packages and they sit in their closet because the real problem isn't that you're not exercising. The problem is so much deeper than that, right? You not exercising is the effect, not the cause. And if anybody's listening and you struggle with dieting, that's why there's a cause going on deeper within the mind. It has nothing to do with you eating healthier, working out. It has everything to do with the way you are within your worthiness, everything. But so I joined their program and we kind of talked through like my passions and stuff. And I was, they're like, you know, what have you been through in life? And I'm like, well, how, how long do you have? I've been through a lot of things. And they decided, I was like, you know, when I was going through my divorce and I was at the darkest times, I tried to Google fix myself and everything I found on Google said I was doing everything wrong. So it just created more shame and guilt. And I was like, I never want another woman to have to experience that if they don't want to. I want them to have the option to regain their confidence, independence, and joy in life again in a safe space that is free of judgment like I had, right? Like I would walk into this woman's room and be like, yep, I took a random home guy again last night or a, a random guy home again last night. And she'd be like, okay, all right, well, let's move forward. And like, I could never phase her. She always saw me with love and care. So I created this six, six month, um, program, very structured and I never sold it because it was too structured again. And then fast forward, I break up with my boyfriend. I'm like, I've got to make, I, I, I really want something different. I really want something different. And I came across another business guru and signed up for his course and got my first client. And it just, it was super fast. I got my first client in April and I quit my job in May and just fully trusted. At that point, I trusted that I would make millions of dollars because that was really what that business program was teaching you, was telling you like at some of our events, we would talk about how you buy helicopters and airplanes and G wagons and write them off on your taxes. It was very shiny object focused. So yeah, that was really the pivotal moment of it's kind of been a lifelong journey and then my personal divorce and just never wanting another woman. And it's just continued to transform, right? Because I'm a firm believer that you never want to hire a coach or a mentor that isn't doing their own work, right? Because they can only take you as far as they have gone. So I have constantly invested in myself and I am on a very deep journey of completely untying myself from any narratives. Um, yeah. So and like, as I grow, my ability to walk with others has gotten larger and larger and it's no longer just divorced women. It's, you know, really, again, whoever is ready to transform and fully invest in the transformation. That was a long answer. I think necessary for you to have shared all that. So it could just land so beautifully. Um, I was thinking as you were speaking about the journey um, I, I think I had mentioned to you last time we connected that I was rereading The Alchemist because <laughs> it's like just such a magical book and story. And I was thinking of that as you were speaking and that you mentioned you, you, it's almost like you, you knew that you're, you helping people was always something that lit you up. And when you started working in, you know, social work, maybe more, more corporate route, that was always the, the intention, but it's so incredible to think of the different paths that life brought you down ultimately to bring you back to your purpose, which is helping people, but in this more aligned, authentic way that now completely fully lands for you because you're doing it on your own terms. You're doing it from a place of love. You're doing it after having navigated all of this with so much more awareness. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so powerful to hear. And so again, I think just like, it, it begs me to think about like, having that gratitude in a way for, for the darkness, because everything that you've gone through, I mean, so much darkness, but 
at the end of it too it's like it's brought you to here which is such a good place do you think about that like is that do you ever think about that like looking back at the the wild journey that you've been on in your life and and almost seeing it for um you know for its reasons in that way to yeah. bring you to today yeah i mean to be honest i really no longer see it as darkness i'm able to see the light that was within all of it and the love that was within it um and more and more today as things that would be dark happen to me i shift my perspective right because that's what we truly have control over is our perspective of the situation and when i think about my journey of helping others the interesting piece is that when I first started that journey, it was because I didn't want to help myself. A lot of coaches, therapists, social workers go into that line of work because they actually need it themselves. And it is so much easier to project out what you are not willing to face within. So if you're not willing to help yourself, then mm -hmm. it's much easier to help someone else. And so that was really the beginning of my journey was like, I needed so much help within that I, I found places to project it out onto others. But my life kept falling apart, right? In people's eyes, it kept having what people would call dark times, but it was really the awakening, the reminder of, no, 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 no. What you're really feeling inside is not that your purpose is to walk with others. Your purpose is to go the deepest you can go with yourselves so that you can be the light for others. So really my purpose is just oh, to stand and be the light. I just happen to really like coaching, but I know this is the really cool thing too, Evelina, that I have found is that I know that tomorrow if I decided to close down Big Miracle Energy, to close down my one-on-one -on -one coaching, and let's say just go get a job at a coffee shop. I could have the same amount of impact as long as I continue to stand mm. in my light. So my coaching is not what defines me fulfilling my purpose. I just happen to really enjoy that. But what my purpose is, is to stand in my light. And I truly believe that's what everybody's purpose is. Literally everybody has the same exact oh, purpose. Wow. It's just, we try to, again, create shiny objects to distract us from what the real purpose is, to make us feel shame and guilt if we don't obtain what our purpose we think is. When really your purpose is just to clear out the noise and stand in your truth and, and be whatever you want to be. Be a janitor, be you know a McDonald's worker, be a freaking multi-billionaire, whatever you want to be. But as long as you're standing in your light, you have fulfilled your purpose. This is beautiful and actually touches on one of the closing questions that I love to ask all my guests in their perspective on purpose, because I'm always, I'm always looking at this word and this idea and like, you know, searching to connect deeper with it and questioning it and all that. And I feel like you just so beautifully <laughs> and succinctly summarize it all. It's like, it is nothing outside of us. It is actually within, but beyond that, because that's, that's, that's a, um, a perspective that I've embraced for sure. Like, you know, it is internal, but it, it, it might not have to do, I mean, you literally said it, like, it doesn't even have to do with the job or the work that you do in the world. Like it literally is just you in your truest essence, which in a way, when I hear that and you, you know, you just mentioned it and I heard you speak of, of that. It's so liberating, <laughs> especially, um, especially for me, um, because this has been, I mean, it's always a topic of constant curiosity for me, um, but it's so freeing and liberating to hear. And the second follow-up question that I always like to ask um, around that is, do you feel like you're currently living your purpose? And I feel like for you, that answer is a definite hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's a work in progress, right? Until I become enlightened and no longer appear here. Um it's, you know, I have my days. I have my days where fear tries to take hold. But the really cool thing is they're very few and far in between and they don't last very long. Like I get myself in check very quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is very liberating. It's very liberating when really your only purpose is to get to that light. And, and the journey to the light is not always, you know, easy but I promise you it's simple, right? Like even just my definitions I've provided to you today or my response of what purpose is or what fear is, 
they're really simple definitions because what happens is when we're avoiding things and when we're in that state of fear, we tend to make things very chaotic so they're easier to ignore. When really all of this is so simple. But if everybody acknowledged the simplicity of it, they would wonder why they're not doing it. You're really helping me to reframe my personal understanding and definition of it and to almost let go in a way and surrender back to that beautiful word, (laughs) surrender of the need to make it complicated or make it more fluffy or, you know, back to the shiny object syndrome too. Like the end of the day, it could all be so, so simple. and, And there's the beauty in that. Like, it's just, it's really simple. And I think in that regard too, um, with simplicity, there is, um, there is this idea of ease. And I was actually having a conversation with my friend who I had on the show on Monday, and he was sharing really beautifully that he, he has this perspective that like, ultimately, you know, life is meant to be easy, but we're making it so much harder for ourselves. So I guess I want to ask you too, where do you stand on that? Because I've, I've tuned into this idea as well. It's like, if we really just peel back all the layers and go back to the bare basics and the minimum and love, which is in itself so just like simple, mm-hmm. it could really be so easy, but we're making it harder for ourselves. Right. And I really think that goes back into the state of fear because we live in so much fear, we create chaos. Like I literally tell all of my clients, the second you notice yourself beginning to enter that state of over-explanation, chaotic thinking, overwhelm, you've entered fear, right? You've entered fear, whether you're in planning mode or dreaming mode or whatever, you have entered fear. If it is not simple, it is not love. That's why, you know, before we got on this call, I, I updated you with some changes to some plans about some retreats and shared with you that it just was feeling chaotic. It was feeling like I was a going against the grain. Mm. And it's not that you can't do that. You totally can. Like we have survived in fear for a long time, but it's not very comfortable, right? When you start to really understand love and you start to feel love, you realize how uncomfortable you have been. But until you take that first uncomfortable step, you, you, you don't know what it feels like on the other side. So it's hard for you to want to go there. And I think ultimately with making life harder than it is, again, it's just a distraction. It's a distraction from your truth. I've especially become aware of this this year. Um, cause I've been met with a lot of moments that felt so hard and it's like, why does this feel so exhausting? Like, should it not be simpler? You know? And, and I truly believe Yes, ultimately it, it it should. But, and and of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. When I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I could have done this. I could have done that. But I'm grateful for that because now I know. And next time I met with those situations, I could take a different route and be like, okay, nope. <laughs> and I'm, I'm especially aware now of like, when it is feeling a little extra hard, like mm, maybe taking a step back and questioning it. Not to say that like, you know, I'm avoiding, well, I, got, actually, I guess I'd be curious on your stance on this too, because there is the perspective of like, you know, the quote, like diamonds are made under pressure. Like you have to go through the shit <laughs> in order to like learn the lessons. So, so what's your perspective on that then? Because if life is meant to be easy, ultimately, are we not meant to go through the hardship to learn the lessons? Like, is there an ultimate state that we're meant to reach where like, we just know and we learn through, through ease and there isn't challenge? So, okay. If if you can experience the same thing as me, Evelina, and you feel like it's hard and I feel like it was super easy, does that mean it was ever hard or easy? Hmm. Hmm. So it that goes down good. to <laughs> it goes down to perspective. Like I'm not saying that once you mm-hmm. get to this place of love that everything outside of you looks quote unquote perfect. What I'm saying is what you have control over, which is your perspective, which is coming from a place of love or coming from a place of fear, those things no longer hold the weight 
right? So let's say tomorrow I get cancer. At first, because I'm not fully in, you know, enlightenment, at first I may be upset, I may be sad, I may be fearful, but I know the power I have, which is to shift my perspective. That is why people can literally heal themselves of major ailments such as cancer because they shift their perspective Mm. and they go to the level of the mind and they tell themselves that I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. So really it's a shift in perspective. It's not a change in what happens outside of you. Yeah. Things might like you might make different decisions, right? And they end in different outcomes, but ultimately all you have control of is your perspective of every moment. And that that's, that's really the key. So no, I do not believe we need to go through hard things. And the reason why I do not believe we need to go hard through hard things is because I know you have the power to shift your perspective and never to see something as hard again. That is so powerful. And you're right. Like to the, to the, you know, we call them miracles, but now I'm questioning, like, are they actually, because if, if what you're saying, like, if you have the the, the choice, the control over your perspective, that's you choosing <laughs> and that's you ultimately healing yourself which goes back to your original statement that we talked about at the beginning of like, it's all about coming back to yourself and leading from that place. And that's where that purpose lies. So but, yeah, talk about like a beautiful f- full circle yeah, <laughs> well, to and, kind of come back to that. It ultimately comes down well, to you. Well, and ultimately it's interesting. You said we call those miracles, but are they? So you know, my business is big miracle energy. Mm. And the reason why is because that's exactly what a miracle is. A miracle is when you come from the perspective of love. It's a miracle, right? So things are perceived from Mm. a place of love. Things align from the belief system of love instead of fear. That is a miracle. Yeah, sometimes large miracles happen where people are saved, but reality is it's this small moment that you choose different. You choose to come from a place of love Mm. instead of a place of fear. So literally someone's entire life can just be complete miracles if they are constantly coming from a place of love. Thank you for clarifying that too. And I didn't even realize as I was saying them like, yes, your business (laughs) is actually called Big Miracle Energy. A couple more things just related to your coaching that you do that I'm I'm curious about. Um, And I feel like you, you, um, you implied this a little bit, but if you can speak to what is the most fulfilling part of the work that you do? Oh, I think it's that, well, I mean, all of it's super fulfilling, but one of the coolest parts is like the first moment that someone you're walking with realizes what they've been holding the entire time, which is the Holy Grail, which is their roadmap. Mm. The first time they really step into just trusting, right? That full surrender, like, Ashley, I felt like this was the way, but it made no sense, but I did it anyway. And this is how beautiful it was. And I'm like, that is your guide. And that is just so fulfilling for people to know, like, you can leave me today, friend. You know how to get there. Do they always know? I mean, some people want to go further and unpack things differently, but knowing that I create client, I create an atmosphere, a, a space that allows people to really uncover their own inner superpowers so that if they choose to never work with me again, they don't have to. And that's another place I break, I break the mold when it comes to building a business. The lifetime value of my customer is not my goal. I don't want a large lifetime value of my customer. Mm. I want my customers to be able to be self-reliant because that is where their answers are, right? I'm just here to teach them the skills so that they can go do what they are meant to do, which is to shine their light. On the flip side of that, I want to ask, what is the most challenging part of the work that you do, if there are any challenges? Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I think the most challenging part, if I'm honest, it has nothing to do with my coaching and everything to do with marketing. Like that, I like, 
It's mm-hmm. like really my business isn't at, I don't know if it will ever be that place where I feel like I just want to randomly hire everyone out. Like that's not what I'm trying to build. I just want it genuine from me. But one of the pieces that I just really struggle with today is that the coaching industry has become so infiltrated with people that are really good marketers, right? They really have nothing to deliver or not very much to deliver, but they can literally Mm -hmm. sell you millions of dollars worth of stuff. And I get people who have paid for that. And then they come to me and they're like, I'm more messed up than I was to begin with. And I think that kills me. And then, you know, to, to my own fault, I guess, I struggle with my own marketing. So I don't have as big of like an impact to like, Hey, here's Ashley, you know, she's a different option. She provides a safe space. Um, but I think that would be the biggest struggles is seeing what people are being, um, manipulated into buying. And I say manipulated because, you know, everybody's learning how to sell and sell the selling that's going on today is, is manipulation. It's playing on people's fears and definition of hell and painting them the picture of heaven and promising them the world. When in reality, when you're in the transformation space, like it's, it's like really has to do with that person's ability to go on that journey, right? Like I can't promise that you are going to be a certain way, but also I don't work with people who I don't feel are. And I've yet to run into that yet, but I don't know. I've gone off on a tangent, but I would say the biggest piece is just the ability for marketing to trick people and then having to be the face later and kind of cleaning up the mess or, you know, over explaining myself and blah, blah, blah. I hear you on the marketing piece for sure, because that's, that's always been a a struggle point for me. And I think knowing that our passions lie, like for me, it's that creative expression. It's like, if I could be creating all day, that is the ideal thing. Like someone could be promoting my business over here. Let me just be the creating. And I feel like your superpower is the, is the beautiful work that you are doing in your one-to-one in your coaching that like, and at least for me, I feel this way that like, I just want to invest my time in what's lighting me up <laughs> when it comes to like the promotion and all that, like, uh. <laughs> but I think there is something so magical too, that that's to be said of like the right people will find you if you're mm-hmm. really standing in your truth. Yeah. Um, and, and I was mentioning to you before we got on the call, like I, I had the, a beautiful connection with this, this client, um, we're going to be working together. Um, and it, the, the timing unfolded perfectly and I didn't do anything to outreach. She was somewhat of a referral, but like not really, but I, I do, I am such a believer in like us attracting those right mm-hmm. people. And, and I feel like, and you've shared with me too, that those right people have come to you despite, you know, maybe the, we could call it lack of marketing or whatever, but they're finding you regardless. So I think there is something said, um, about just like living in that truth in whatever way that you're doing it, that, the business is still going to flourish and grow because you're, you're in that place. Well, and it's really like my, my goal has shifted to really not even having a goal. I mean, I do kind of have a goal, but also I'm completely surrendered. Mm -hmm. So in the past, when I first built my business, like I had monetary goals and I wanted to build an empire and all these things. And today it's like, I, I just want to walk with others on their journey. I want to, share my truth that I found and create a community of big miracle energy. And to be honest with you, if those are just my goals, I've already met them every single day, Evelina. So it really relieves the weight Mm. that I used to carry of having all of these external futuristic goals. And some people might hear this and be like, that's crazy to not have a goal. But if you're living fully in the present moment, is it really that crazy to not have a goal, but just to live in that moment? Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's a really great question there. That's a really, really good one. Um, and something I'm going to, I'm going to sit with for myself <laughs> because I'm thinking now in my brain, like, you know, um, when it comes to the goal setting idea specifically, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to to like, the manifestation list and the new year's list that I had at the beginning of the year, which is going to be here again in just like three months, which is so wild. Um, 
And in thinking and reflecting, I mentioned earlier of like, I set all these goals for myself at the beginning of the year and none of them were met. Like they all kind of fell apart. Well, I don't want to say none of them were met, but they, they came to be in such a different way. And to that word again around surrender, it's like, I'm realizing like, wow, that is it. Like it is actually letting go and living more from that place and allowing things to be and unfold, um, almost in their own way. Um, but I think to that too, there's a part about going back to my word of the year, trust. Like there's a trust in that, like trusting that it's all going to work out and, and all fall into place. Yeah. Well, and trust is a part of surrender. And ultimately yeah. when I shifted to having a word of the year, it was because I was finding that vision boards actually held me back. Manifestation things held me back because I was so focused on like, this is the out, like one of them was I think I put a Jeep Wrangler on my thing and I never hit the goal that I needed to, to get it. So I felt all this shame and guilt, but in reality, I bought a brand new RAV4. Granted, it's like a $40,000 difference. I still mm. got a car and yes, I'm focusing on external things because I think that's where a lot of people are at. But when I shifted to the word of the year, the purpose of that was that of surrender, but at least I knew the theme I wanted to show up the most in my life this year. So like love and home were, was like the main overarching theme and the rest that occurred is so beautiful. And to be honest with you, if I would have made a board at the beginning of the year or a manifestation list, I never in my wildest dreams could have imagined where I am today as the possibilities. So to me, for, it kind of feels like a waste of time. And it also really can, in, can drive you away from what really is capable. And that's what your highest self knows, right? Like, to be honest, Evelina, you consciously sitting here today and me consciously sitting here today, if we are not actively in connection with our highest self, we have no clue what we are truly capable of, right? But your highest self has the bird's eye view and knows the possibilities. But if you say, I need to make $100,000 this year, hit six figures, and you are so laser focused on that, that you decide to not take part, part in an opportunity because it will take you away from the $100,000. But what if that opportunity actually would have had you hit a million dollars that year? but you were so laser focused on a hundred thousand dollars. You couldn't even open your eyes to something larger than that. Yeah, that is so powerful. And I, it, it got me to thinking, um, I had an intuitive reading done once. I actually, I want to say this was my first one. I've only had a couple done and I've <laughs> for the time right now, I've strongly determined no more because this is really the season of trusting myself for the answers. But something that really landed for me that she shared was she, she said this really simple but profound statement of like, she's like, you have no idea what you're capable of. She's like, your soul is here to do things that you can't even imagine in your lifetime. And it was the first time that I almost like, because I always have believed that I'm going to do big things. Like I'm driven by that. Like I know I'm capable of such big things, but hearing her say that, and again, not that I needed a co the confirmation, but it was almost like it did help me kind of really root into that where I'm like, holy shit, I can't even imagine what is going to happen right now or what's going to happen in the future. But, but it, it's possible. And I, I think that's what keeps me going every day, at least for like my business and the work that I'm doing. And even, especially with this new refined definition of purpose <laughs> that I'm connecting with after our chat, like connecting deeper to that. Um, so thank you for sharing all of that. Um, and I guess yeah. to close our conversation, the last question I want to ask you back to this idea of home, we started with home as you shared your word of the year, and we're going to end with home. Um, I love to ask what does, I feel like also you answered this question, <laughs> but what does that word home mean to you? Or if you could share your favorite memory or association of home. Mm -hmm. Well, home means to me, finding my way back to peer remembering, right? I guess not finding, I don't know why I keep saying finding, but remembering that I am love, right? Mm -hmm. And just fully living in that. And 
my most beautiful memory. Ah, I, I kind of have, I mean, I have many moments of when I was a child of remembering that, remembering home, meaning remembering I was pure love and really standing in it. But after my divorce, my first moment of that was when I booked a flight to Paris by myself. I'd never flown out of the country. I'd never traveled alone. I didn't know the language. And my cell phone was stolen on day two. And I realized how much I had been living through my phone. And it was like it gave me complete permission to be. And for the next 14 days, I made friends that I still communicate with today. I hadn't been a human being for so long and Paris reminded me of what was I was capable of. Of course I came back and fell apart, but it was the glimpse into what was possible of just truly being um pure love and it was absolutely amazing. And that, you know, reminded me of home, I guess, right? So I felt that and I've been fighting to get my way back ever since. Yeah. And I have glimpses here and there and more and more every day feel like home is literally everywhere because I am home. Oh, that's so good. And such a good way to end, I think. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Ashley, can you share um, if anyone wants to work with you or where people could find you and learn more about you? Yeah. Uh, BigMiracleEnergy.com is my website and I have pretty much everything on there. The links to my YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, Send me an email, Ashley at CoachWithAshley.net. I love conversations, even if you just want to chat about some things I brought up today. And I also have a Big Miracle Energy Patreon. So pretty much if you put in Big Miracle Energy and Ashley, you will find all of my links necessary to get you anywhere. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ashley. Hi again, it's me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you were able to garner some takeaways and nuggets for your personal home journey. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you left a rating and review. And if you'd like to connect deeper, find me at Studio Dumpka on Instagram where I share content on all things home, of course. (laughs) Sending a big, cozy, homey hug your way, friends. Till next time.